G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do each week on a Wednesday at this time, we want to address your questions around Christians and money. The talkback line is open, 1-800-316-316. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, back with us. Hello, Alex. Welcome back to 2020. Hey, Neil. Great to be with you. Alex, let's start with a listener question from Ronald. And Ronald says, I find the subject of super, talking superannuation, kind of intimidating and very complex at the least. Seeing the world around us changing rapidly, I listened to, and he says he listened to Rowan Dean on Sky News. Uh, which is the conservative outlook on uh, lots of uh, lots of listeners will get uh, Sky News and be able to listen to the conservative opinions there, speaking out against the union super funds. He says, now I wouldn't really know which funds are union funds and which are not, but was wondering what you think about union funds, Christian super or other ethical investment funds. The fund I'm with is InTrust, that may not be in top 30 or so and doesn't really convince with great returns. Well, there's a little opinion there about there. Uh, That's super fund. says, could you give us some insights into choosing a super fund as a Christian that has compatible returns and fees? Thank you for your advice. Alex, over to you. Okay, look, it's a great question. And look, I feel for Ronald in terms of the complexity. Uh, You know, I've been in this industry for for 20 years. And, uh, you know, it's one of those topics, superannuation, where people have this sense where it's always changing. You know, the, there's a lot of terminology, uh, there's different, you know, different names for different things, and it can seem overwhelming. Um, in its, it, at its core, though, it's actually quite simple. Your superannuation really is just a fund purely for retirement. Um, but let's address the specific issue, though, around the union funds and so forth. Uh, and really, it's a question, are these things also true to label? Are they what they really are? Now, just to give you the, the quick history here on the union fund. So most of them started in the 80s and 90s. I think the first one was CBUS. Now, CBUS is a super fund for the building industry. Many of you would have heard of others like REST, which is for the retail industry, HESTA for the health industry. So these have been around for you know, 20, 30 years. They're not, they're not new. Um, and really their history was started, they were started by trade unions and many of the representatives on the boards of these uh, funds are trade union representatives. Uh, now a survey was done by um, the Institute of Public Affairs two or three years ago and basically they were wanting to ascertain how much money from industry funds is actually flowing through to the trade unions themselves. Because one of the, the things about industry funds in particular is they like to say that we're here for members, you know. The whole mantra is we are in business purely to help our members. And therefore, if you're not in a union, the question would be, well, is some of my super money going towards funding unions that I'm not a part of? In other words, I'm not really benefiting from it. And so that's part of the reason why I think that article on Sky News was probably having a go at them because 
quite a bit of money does potentially flow from the industry fund to the trade union in the form of director's wages because you've got union reps on it. Now, that's in and of itself, that's not necessarily a problem in the sense that, you know, people have to be paid for being on these boards and so forth. But the issue is, are you getting, therefore, uh, political influence? Are you getting uh, particular ideological influences in these super funds? Uh, and the short answer is, I think, yes, that you are. Uh, and likewise, you see the same thing. You know, Ronald asked about ethical funds. Uh, all, a lot of ethical funds in Australia are very much around the whole climate change issue. They're not necessarily ethical in the way that a Christian would look at it. You know, what we're, as Christians, are concerned with, you know, is something harming another human being or is something, you know, harming the environment and so forth. Whereas a lot of ethical funds are really more about climate change and putting money into renewable, you know, renewable energy or avoiding certain things like coal, for example. So the the big challenge here then, I think for a Christian, when you're looking at your super fund, is asking the question, does this super fund reflect the values to which I am comfortable with? Now, the reality is you probably will never find a perfect solution, but there are certainly very good ones out there. So, you know, he mentions in his question about Christian Super, Christian Super very much is true to label in the sense that they are trying to honour God with the way they manage money uh, by using Christian ethics to apply to the way they manage their money. There's another one out there called Lutheran Super, same sort of concept. So those are a bit, they're quite true to label in the sense they are trying to apply a Christian ethic to the way they manage money. Whereas other ethical funds out there you might find are very much around a narrow focus that may or may not be of interest to you as an individual believer and may not satisfy your ethical you know, criteria. So that's a, that's a real issue, I think. And the key issue here is you have to do your homework ultimately to see that it is true to label. Uh, and the other question you asked, of course, was about returns. Uh, my experience is there is no, and certainly a lot of the research shows, you're not detrimentally affected by adopting an ethical approach. Okay, so you're not going to get poor returns just because you avoid gambling stocks, for example. So I think a Christian can quite, uh, with good conscience and expecting reasonable rates of return, can choose to intentionally to invest in things uh, that do good and that don't do harm, etc. So you can adopt very much an ethical approach. Uh, the only challenge, and the challenge, of course, that we've got right now is time, and that is you really need to do your homework. You need to research what are the funds out there. You know, you can Google ethical super funds. Uh, you can look at certain ones like Christian Super, etc. Uh, but also... The other topic to look at that relates to this is what's called impact investing. Uh, and many of the super funds have impact investments as part of their portfolios. And that's something you should also be considering, I believe, as a Christian. So it's a great question Ronald's asked. And I've <laughs> tried to unpack it in as, uh, <laughs> as little time as we have, Neil. <laughs> yep. Hey, you know, most of us perhaps will just go along with whatever super fund our employer uh, sets us up with. Of course, we've got some choices in that's there. Right. So uh, when we're talking about about as a Christian, all of a sudden there's this question, am I accountable for how my super money is being used? How do you deal, deal with that, Alex? I mean, are we accountable for every cent that, you know, there's money coming from our employer, it's going into a super fund, that money is being used for some purposes that we might think are questionable. Am I accountable for that? How do you, how do you respond to that? 
Look, I think the short answer is, is is absolutely. You know, Jesus tells this fabulous parable in Matthew 25, referred to as the parable of the gold bags, one that many many of us will have heard before. And it's a fantastic picture of uh, the master. The master goes away, he goes off on a trip, and he assigns a certain portion of money to each of his, uh, to his servants. And interestingly, they all get different amounts, right? Some get a little, some get a lot. But he expects that when he returns, they will have done something with it. And, uh, of course, when the master returns, he, he then judges them for what they've done with it. And so I think this is a fabulous parable that relates to us today. And that is, as a believer, each of us have been given different amounts of money. And we are called to uh, steward it on behalf of God. You know, it's it's really his money when you when you when you get to the heart of it, and therefore we will be held accountable because one day the master, that being Jesus, will in fact return. Now that may be either we've passed away and we stand before the throne of judgment, or alternatively, you know, Jesus literally comes back during our lifetime, and we're all going to have to give an account of what we've done with what we've been given. Now, of course, that's not purely money. That's other things as well, the talents he's given us and so forth. But coming, bringing this back to the context of superannuation, I believe with whatever money God has given you, there is an onus on you to steward it for his, um, uh, for his kingdom. And so that means managing in such a way that you acknowledge that it's from him, uh, that you have to handle it his way. So as Christians, we need to manage money according to biblical principles. You know, we need to do things ethically. Uh, we need to do things in a way that lines up with scripture. Uh, and then, of course, the third thing we need to do is to use our money for kingdom purposes. We need to glorify him. So, and that's where I think that uh, it's really an opportunity for us as believers to say, well, look, is my super, is it a, yes, it's meeting my need in the sense my need is, you know, one day I'll retire. So that's, you know, if you like the, the natural purpose for which it exists, but then is it being looked after and is it being by managed by people who adopting a biblical approach to money or at least at the very least an ethical one or one that's not contradictory uh, my faith um, and is it being used in a way that can potentially have a positive impact on the world so it's not just a case of avoiding bad things it's a case of saying can my super be used to be sown into good things and that's where as i mentioned before the concept of impact investing comes in because ultimately we will be held accountable for what we've done in this life. Uh, in fact, the Bible makes it clear that you'll be rewarded according to what you've done in this life. So it's not just a case of you know facing judgment. It's an actual case you'll be rewarded for what you have done. And so we should think about that with our money. Are we stewarding it and are we sowing into uh, things that last forever so that we will receive an eternal reward from God? Mostly, uh, so it's an exciting way. Mostly, it's the case, I would say, uh, from what I hear in news reports, that uh, the majority of people are likely to have too little in their super when they approach retirement. But is there? This is an interesting one that comes along with this sort of conversation today. Is it? Is it possible we could have too much super? Uh, for some people, and I suspect that's the smaller number than the other side. But uh, yeah. you know, is there is there a sense here that Christians can have too much, and that and that maybe that money could have been spent, and as you say, stewarded in a different way? Yeah, look, it's, a, it's an extremely important question. Um, and as you say, most people probably lean to not having enough as opposed to having too much. Um, but I think some Christians, you know, 
I've over the years witnessed people who have been blessed financially in in pretty remarkable ways, where that you know they're worth millions and millions of dollars because they've been you know successful in business or you know somehow they've been blessed or they've been inherited a lot of money, um, and in that situation there's a real onus as Christians. You know the Bible says, "To whom much is given, much is expected," and there comes a point where in your super fund, you have enough money to get by and to live comfortably. You have you have enough, so to speak. And once you get to that point, I then think you, you, you're really faced with a very big challenge. And to be honest, we're, we're all faced with this challenge anyway, and that is to, to use it for God's kingdom and to live generously. But it comes a point where you've got enough in there, and now you've got to start using it and being absolutely intentional about give it you know giving it away and not just storing it up and hoarding it away because this is the big distinction the bible makes it makes a distinction between saving which is a good thing saving for a purpose versus hoarding which is sinful and that's really accumulating money for no no real purpose but from i think from god's perspective it's not whether you have a, a little or a lot because each of us will have different amounts across the world and in, and in australia the real issue is what are you doing with what God has put in your hands? So whether it's a little or whether it's a lot, what are you doing with what he's put in your hands? Are you using it wisely? Are you sowing into things that God is calling you to do? Or are you just using it to build your own kingdom? You know, are you using it to have a, you know, a better holiday, bigger house, better cars, all these kind of things that do not last? And in and of themselves, you know, everyone needs a house, everyone needs a car, all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, there comes a point where ultimately you've got to say to yourself, am I really using this in a way that is God honoring? And if has God blessed me for a particular reason where I've got an abundance, I've got a surplus, and, and I need to start using that to to intentionally sow into kingdom things. So as I say, it's not really so much about having too much. It's about what you do with what's being put in your hand. And Alex, this has become a little bit of a common theme, listeners with questions about superannuation. And we're coming up to the end of the financial year, just a couple of months out. Uh, is there something here practical listeners could do right now if you're listening about the ethical ways and the sorts of things we'd be thinking about uh, so far as our contributions to super? Is there some sort of strategy that you should have in place before the end of this financial year? Yeah, look, absolutely. So look, the first thing I'd say to people, given that we are getting close to the end of the financial year, it's a great opportunity to sit down, review your super fund and ask you know, yourself these questions around you know, the ethics of your fund, um, etc. The other thing is to say, am I on track? Uh, is my super fund uh, performing? Am I on track to getting to where I need to be for retirement? Because the reality is, even though and those of you who've listened to me before, I don't believe in retirement in the conventional sense. You know, I believe Christians have to run their race to the very end. Uh, and we're called to, uh, you know, each of us has a purpose. And, and that purpose doesn't cease just simply because you've hit a particular age. So, but we still need to prepare for retirement just due to the practical realities of, you know, ill health or being made redundant from our employer and so forth. Um, so it's a great time to sit and reflect and work on those kind of issues. And then the final component, as you asked, is, is around the strategies. Are there things that we can be doing? Um, and the great thing about superannuation is it's a very tax-effective way of 
investing your money. That's its attraction. It's a tax structure and it's a very tax effective way of investing. So the question is, are you able between now and 30 June able to top up your super by putting in additional contributions? Now, the only comment I'd make, uh, there are rules and regulations around this. you are allowed to put in a maximum of 25000 uh, per annum. And of course, that includes what your employer has already put in for you. Um, but you can put in additional money and you can claim it as a tax deduction. So there may be personal tax benefits you can get in your tax return in this financial year by topping up your super. Um, I just encourage listeners though to, to get advice on these kind of things before you go doing it or very much do your homework online because there are, if you like, traps for people who don't do their homework. Um, but it is very attractive and something worth taking advantage of. Alex, always good insights, and let me point people to how they can find some more detail and how you can get on top of some of these challenges financially, uh, wealthwithpurpose.com, Alex Cook's website. There's free ebooks, the My Toolkit. There's free videos and podcast content. You can also follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter, and you can send an email to askalex at wealthwithpurpose.com, and we'll address questions that are coming through each week in this segment on a Wednesday. Alex Cook, great getting your insights. Thanks so much for the update today. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.